0: Welcome to the Warning Track Power Hour. I'm Major Scaff. He's Mike Werman. Today we're going to recap the NFL's Week 5, cover our disastrous betting competition, horrible. talk about baseball briefly and the Royals' new, man, new manager possibilities, and then talk about Week 6 in the NFL. But first, we're going to talk about the Monday night uh, Chiefs game. Uh, how did you see yesterday's game as a narrow victory for the chiefs the raiders blowing it or more of a uh, an integrity problem with officiating in the nfl and outcomes of games mean nothing at all
1: i think it i see it actually as the chiefs coming back and then almost blowing it and having to rely on a couple of random very close calls and mistakes that the raiders made uh, the Chiefs, I think, once they got ahead, they got a little bit complacent again. And that, that last drive in particular, where they gave the when they're up 30 to 29 and they gave the ball back um, to uh, the Raiders, was, I think, a badly done drive because they they one, and one of the facts I think that was established as the game went on was that the Chiefs could run the ball, but they could only really run the ball. Uh, uh not with Edward alaire Right. Yeah. He was
0: not very <laughs> and, his,
1: and instead only with Jarek McKinnon. Uh Isaiah Pacheca kind of vanished. He only had one carry. One I was carry, surprised yeah, about yeah. that. Um, but it seemed like most of the time Edward Zolaire was only getting two or three yards. He got a few bigger ones as the t- game went on, but it seemed like every time McKinnon ran, he got, he got seven, eight, nine yards. And You know, he somehow he was able to knife through the Oakland defense in a way that the other running backs weren't that day. Mm -hmm. So I think they should have had him on the field in the last drive if they wanted to run the clock out.
0: Mm -hmm. Um, That would
1: make sense. And they didn't do that for some reason. And they really got lucky on that last drive when Devontae Adams bobbled that ball slightly. Just barely. Yeah. That could have that was a call that they said was was a clear one, but it was very very close. And nobody's really talking about that one, um, it was because of the um, the big Chris Jones terrible call, and also the the sort of comedy of errors that was the Raiders' last play when the receivers ran into each other, and then uh, Devontae Adams took it out on the uh, microphone guy, and so it, I think the Chiefs were very fortunate to come out with a win. They played poorly at the beginning. They did have a referee decision that was I thought would might cost them the game. Um, which, which one
0: was that? The, <laughs> well, sack, the, it, it was the sack
1: fumble. I think the pass interference penalties were lame, but those always get called. Um, it was Derek Carr underthrowing his receiver right. and and the receiver having to go back. But um, the defensive back, whether it was Fenton or Watson or whoever it was, depending. Um, they never got their heads around or turned around. So it's that's what they call. And that's yeah. how I
0: want I just don't it seemed like too often it was yeah, uh Derek Carter's getting bailed out for being terrible, not not because of something that the defensive player did that was egregious. It was just almost directly bailing out the Raiders for not being good. So it's it's the uh, uh I don't I don't understand what the point of of somebody if you're just trying to like make the game more interesting for somebody, but not actually showing who is like the superior team, isn't necessarily going to come out ahead if they if it's if there are calls like that repeatedly.
1: Yeah, um, it was. And
0: they they basically gave the refs basically gave the Raiders ten points in the first half, which uh, you know tends to be difficult to overcome in, in a competitive. Spoiler. Yeah,
1: the I think the Chiefs were lucky to overcome. They were they they deserved to come back because they, they really turned it on in the second half. I think they um sort of got go. I think the call, the really bad call against Chris Jones kind of spurred them on. Uh, they ended up surrendering a field goal on that drive, um, making it 20 to 7 it was 17 to 7. It might have been something like 17 to 14 going into half. But it ended up being 20 to 10, the same margin as it was when the penalty was called. So, really, there was no net change in points off of that penalty, but it should have been a big plus for the Chiefs. Mm-hmm. It was their, it was
0: um, good field position,
1: had the, the field, turnover. Yeah. And, Mahone, and Jones made an excellent play. He took the, you know, he stripped the ball as he was sacking Carr. Carr he didn't really he landed on him, but he didn't really like really land on him in a way that you know putting your full weight on him. He he yeah. sort of had his right arm cradling the ball. He had his left arm kind of was, um, on, was on the himself. other
0: side of of a car with on the ground and his right knee was on the ground on the right side. So
1: Yeah. Um, it wasn't like a big flop on top of the quarterback, which I think is what they mean by landing with your weight on him. Right. And then, of course, Carl Sheffers, one of the worst referees in the, in the league, if not the worst, uh, doubles down and says that was the right call that he made. Oh, of course. When he, re- when he reviewed it. But I think he knew it was the wrong call during the game because he seemed to. Uh, in the second half, I think the iffy calls tended to go the Chiefs' way. They got a few more uh, penalties called their way. That, that, that holding call on the it's missed expensive. field goal.
0: Yeah. A defensive a holding call in the
1: midfield, which I had never seen before. I guess it was, but like I don't know how often they call that. But maybe that's something that you know, uh, Dave told. Very,
0: very strange. They didn't. And they didn't show it on television until I think after the game was over.
1: Yeah. So um, it was what was the pull and shoot or something like that? Is what they called it? Yeah the, so,
0: yeah. the yeah the offensive lineman ended up yeah kind of past the line of scrimmage, and the defensive players just grabbed around and pulled them even further away which made no sense. There's no reason to do that.
1: I guess it gets him out of the way so somebody can run through the line.
0: Maybe, but it it seemed like totally unnecessary anyway.
1: but uh, sorry about that it was uh, I was on pro football reference in my <laughs> and for some reason, a pop-up ad had sound that popped up. That no, wasn't it, even it, on
0: it didn't yeah. come through. I didn't hear it at all. Oh, you didn't hear
1: it. Hmm. Oh, that's good.
0: But uh... <laughs> yeah yeah. <laughs> Um, I don't I don't I don't know why I mean it didn't seem like he needed to do that. It didn't help or hurt anything. So it's it seemed seemingly unnecessary, but yeah. And think the league said something to the officiating crew at the half, because it came they came out like a different crew almost. Yeah,
1: they I think the crowd really intimidated them. I think they really knew that it was a bad call and
0: they really blew it. It wasn't and, just one, it was a whole series of bad calls.
1: Yeah, the first half was pretty bad. That that that, that Jones call, I, I think the first half was just i think conventionally bad and then and then they had the jones call which made it extra extra bad that the the referees say well i think we need to maybe start a little bit of a makeup policy and they start and they and they called a couple of you know holding and def- passing interference penalties on the um, on, on the raiders and they tended not to give the Raiders the benefit of the doubt when things were close, like that two-point conversion. You see, I, w- I wouldn't be, I've been surprised if they had just called that a, a score because it looked sort of like he got in. And then when they would review it, they, it would be kind of inconclusive. And they'd right. say, well, we don't know. But it was, it was. I think he didn't so get on in. On that one, just,
0: the, one of the officials ran down the sideline like emphatically saying yeah. he did not get in. Mm-hmm. And it seemed like he didn't let anybody else even have a, a chance to say anything. I don't. I don't know how he had a very good view of that.
1: But that, yeah.
0: one, Is, that one particular official on the it turned out to be
1: right when they really went in and showed it, but it was very close. Mm-hmm. And it's one of those things where you don't. Yeah, like I, I don't know how anybody would have seen it uh, and been emphatic one way or the other. There, but
0: like in the towards the end of the first half, there was a personal foul. Um, I'm not sure if they call a face mask or a horse collar tackle on the play, but there was an official that was right in front of it and could not possibly have missed the horse collar tackle because he was looking right at it and it was just feet away from him. But the flag came in from way downfield. It wasn't the guy that was right in front of it that called it. And that looked really odd.
1: Me, yeah, like,
0: I, I don't know how you could possibly have missed that one. Yeah, it looked
1: like a horse collar. I guess it was a little bit of a face, it wasn't a huge it was face kind mask of grab. both
0: simultaneously, but it's like yeah. the, the left hand grabbed the face mask and the right hand was like had the back of the jersey, which even if they grabbed the back of the jersey, they're supposed to call it as a horse collar. It doesn't actually have to be inside the pad. Yeah.
1: And they did end up calling a horse collar later, I think, in the game. Later yeah. in
0: the second half they called one, in. yeah.
1: So yeah, it's well, it was a strange. Strangely officiated game, a strange game, kind of all around. I think the yeah, I, just, I think the Chiefs are fortunate to escape the victory because they didn't play very well in the first half. Even with even with the um, penalties going against them, they couldn't score any points. They in the you know, at least they were down seventeen to nothing. So they missed field. You know, I think missing Butker is really a big problem, and. Hopefully he's back for the Bills.
0: So the two-point conversion attempt that the Chiefs went for was, a, was an attempt to put them up nine. Do you think they were they chose that to make it the two-score game? Were they worried about actually making a single extra point? Or, or what What do you think was going on there? I think a, there's a little bit of
1: both in that, because um, Matthew Wright, he made a 59-yard field goal uh, really the at the end of the half, which, which was fantastic it was right down the middle, you know, it didn't have much room for error, uh, but it was, you know, it, it cleared the bar, it wouldn't, you know, with with a little bit of room to spare. But he missed a field goal early, he missed a field goal late, he missed, almost missed an extra point that jointed off the upright, barely crossed over the crossbar. So I think the extra point was probably seen as a, I don't know, 60-40 proposition at this point. And a two-point conversion is probably close to that or 50-50 and you think well if we've scored with Travis Kelsey four times very close to the end zone maybe we can score with Travis Kelsey again on a two-point conversion and I think making a nine-point game is a big advantage mm-hmm. but um you know they already had a seven-point lead so they have a touchdown lead already you think well the Raiders if they score a touchdown they're gonna kick they're gonna kick extra point field, field kicker has, they said like um he didn't. He hadn't missed for 36 consecutive attempts. I think so. He was, right. um, you know, going to be lights out probably. So, yeah, I was surprised. I was really surprised that the Raiders went for two. That was
0: me with my next question. Was that the right call going for two? In the Raiders' position, was it about four and a half minutes to go in the game?
1: I think there's a four and a half minutes is a strange amount of time because it leaves it's really left plenty of time for the Chiefs to score again maybe and two
0: opportunities even right
1: yeah and so
0: being had a history of going down and scoring very fast giving the opponent a chance to score again
1: so like if they scored quickly and kicked a field goal you know the raiders could if they if they miss it they would need more than a field goal to tie it mm-hmm. so they would need so I can see why he did it. I think I think in general teams should go for two more often because I know you you miss you will miss many more two-point conversions than you will than you will extra points, but you also get twice as many points when you get it. So I, I think you know if it's a 50-50 shot, you're going to come out the same in the end as if if you if you say the extra points is 100%, which it isn't anymore with with the far, you know, moving the you
0: know, it's hmm. a
1: 40-yard field goal now. Um, yeah. So I, I I don't blame him. You think, well, yeah, Josh Jacobs has a huge day on the ground. He's running the ball well. And you know, it didn't work out. I don't I don't think that's a big decision. I think the I I think maybe the decision to go for a long bomb on the last fourth and one. Uh it worked for them the one time to Devontae Adams. It so had already been successful for him in the game. And order. they also did great over the top again against Devontae Adams, but other than those kind of big, long passes, he was fairly invisible the whole game. I guess he was double-covered most of the time or something. I and um, I don't know. And then they just crashed into each other, which was kind of funny, but it was very... Yeah, only, know, only was, three
0: catches for Adams in the game, but 124 yards.
1: Yeah, he had a 58-yarder and a 48-yarder or something. And then he had that one that was almost, almost... Well, it wasn't ruled a catch. wasn't ruled a catch. Yeah, it was overturned when he just barely bobbled it, mm-hmm. um, and he only had one foot. In, and that would, you know, had had he caught that, the Raiders would have been in field goal range, and they would have won. The game. So, so that was just it was just a such a, it was such a close win, um, and I think mean, I think Chiefs were lucky to get it, given the fact that they were um, screwed on that call in the first half. Yeah, I think I
0: think for those two point conversions, I think realistically. Now knowing what would happen, not going for them, both of them were was, would have been the right choice, right? Because <laughs> forcing the Raiders to get a touchdown and a two-point conversion to tie is better than, than just allowing them to get a touchdown to kick an extra point for the tie, right? I mean, at least force the seconds, the more difficult second step of getting the, the two-point conversion after they've already scored. Um, maybe just as important, rather than just, um, getting two scores separately, but.
1: Yeah, I think the nine points is a big deal though. I I, I, I like what they liked, they, they, they kind of yeah. thought about it. And, and also I think the Ace point was on a given, given uh, Wright's struggles, mm. especially into that. I think both of his missed field goals were into that same end zone and he kicked the 59 the other way. So maybe there was something- Maybe, something add.
0: about that side.
1: But I think also they thought Kelsey, cause he got four touchdown passes. He could catch another. He got four very, you know, short touchdown passes. Um, Do you know? uh, So that Travis Kelsey caught four touchdown passes for, and he had seven receptions in total for a total of twenty-five yards. Uh, That is the fewest yards a receiver a receiver with four touchdowns has ever had in, in a game. Do you know who the second? Who who was the rec who had the second fewest yards of a receiver with four touchdowns?
0: Ooh. And this is uh, all the NFL.
1: Yeah, yeah NFL history.
0: history. Okay. Um,
1: yeah, fewest yards receiving in a game. Yeah. But yeah,
0: they had to have four touchdown catches. Though, four touchdown
1: catches in the same game. Wow. So usually yeah. they would say they they you know. There's actually only one player who's ever had fewer than 100 yards besides Kelsey. Wow. Uh, with four um, touchdown
0: catches. I don't think it's going to have to be. It's probably going to have to be another wide receiver, uh, like a, probably a tight end also, I, I, would, I would assume. Um,
1: Mike Dickett was on the list. Uh, he, had over, he had barely over 100 yards uh, in one game. Uh, in the sixties.
0: Really? But, yeah. Mm. But oh. I I don't know. I'm gonna I'm, I'm gonna guess it's a tight end, but I don't I don't know who it, it was a wide receiver
1: Rodgers- it happened only three years ago. It was Marvin Jones in 2019 with the oh, Lions. Yeah. He had 93 yards uh, that day and four wow. touchdown catches. He was a so he was almost a pretty deep
0: 100. receiver too like typically.
1: Yeah. So you so he was almost at hundred but yeah. um and then Kelsey was 25 yards. Hey, under that, <laughs> it's going to be tough to beat that record, I think, unless there's like, or <laughs> tackle eligible, uh, you <laughs> yeah. know, big guy touchdowns or something like that.
0: <laughs> Send Allegretti out there. Yeah. Time,
1: right. Yeah, and uh, so on. Um, so, Travis Kelsey entered the the game with 60 career touchdown passes, which was tied for 91st all time Um, do you think when he entered uh, when he entered the game do you think he had more or fewer touchdown receptions than former teammate Tyreek Hill Uh, Um, Kelsey has been playing longer than Hill Yeah, three years longer I think I think he had I would say he had more than Hill he had two more. Kel Kill has 58 catches, 58 touchdown catches from 2016 to 2022. And Kelsey has 64 from 2013 to 22. So that's after? Yeah, that's after that's after tonight. Okay. Or last night. Okay. Um, yeah. Monday, after Monday. He has so he till the then to pass. Till yeah, he was already two past Hill, now he's six past Hill. Oh, okay. Gotcha. He was two past Hill, now he's six past Hill. Okay. Um, he's tied for 69th on the list now with three pretty recent guys. Plexico Burris, uh, who notably, notably uh, shot himself <laughs> when he was uh, carrying a uh, a gun in his sweatpants. Uh, yes. when he was on, I think that was when he was in the New York Giants. Uh, Greg Jennings. Uh, Most famous players play with the Packers. And then Keyshawn Johnson also has 64.
0: uh, Only one one. of those players is known to have shot himself.
1: Yes. With four more touchdowns, he would uh, be up to 50th on the all time list. So it's very uh, every touchdown really moves you up the all time list. Oh. Uh, And do you know the players, the two players are tied with the most touchdowns by any uh, active, most receiving touchdowns by any active player with 78? Can you guess one of them or two of them? Um, let's see. I can give you one. I can give you uh, both of these players. Um, were Chiefs opponents the past two weeks.
0: Ooh, I was I was thinking that maybe one was um one of the Cardinals receivers, but I don't know. I don't, he may not be on the roster anymore, actually.
1: Oh, uh, DeAndre Hopkins?
0: Yeah, Hopkins, yeah. He is at
1: 68 touchdowns, so he has more than, more than uh, Travis Kelsey, but he's been suspended for the first six games uh, because of, uh, I think, drug policy stuff. okay. Hmm. Okay. Um. AJ Green yeah. is also at 68. Okay. There are two at 78. 78. Hmm. And they both played know. against the Chiefs the last two weeks.
0: Well. Okay. So Devontae Adams has to be one of them. Devontae Adams. Yes. Uh. Let's see. Last week we played uh Tampa, right? So.
1: Oh,
0: oh. Uh, now I'm drawing a blank on his name too. Uh, nope, no, 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 I can't think of it. Offhand. Uh Mike Evans. Yeah. Evans.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So they both they both have 78. They are tied for 33rd on the list, all time.
0: So those are those those are the active leaders.
1: Those are the active leaders.
0: Are there are there a lot of other active leaders between 78 and Kelsey then?
1: No, there's only. Two, AJ Green, DeAndre Hopkins, each up 68. Okay. So, the four, so only four he's, active he's players. Fifth active he's players. Fifth, fifth among active players. Just He he passed Julio Jones oh. in that game. Tyreek Hill is 58. Marvin Jones, who had four touchdowns with only 93 yards, um, has 56. Jones is on the Jaguars. Now. And hmm. Stefan Diggs is 53, Randall Cobb, 52, Adam Thielen, 50. You know, then we go down, down. Amari Cooper, 49, Kyle Rudolph, 49, Keenan Allen, 48, Brandon Cooks, 47, Tyler Lockett, 47.
0: So, how far do you think uh, Kelsey can get? this season how where will he be at the end of this
1: year yeah that's a guess do you think he'll how many touch? so he has he's leading the league right now with seven touchdown passes two more than any other seven touchdown receptions two more than any other player um so you think he gets at least this has only played five games you think he at least doubles his touchdown total right that, yes.
0: I think that, that would be a conservative guess right now i think right if he, so he did get seven more this season.
1: Yeah, yeah, where, where not, would
0: that put him on the list? Then that would be at seventy-five.
1: Is that right? He has sixty. Uh, so yeah. if he gets seven more, yeah, he 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 has sixty-four right now. He'd be at seventy-one. <laughs> okay. Oh,
0: I, I thought sixty-four was before the.
1: No, sixty-four yeah. was including tonight was or up. last, including Monday night's game.
0: Okay, so, 70, so he would seventy-one have, would put him where on the list
1: now? He would be. 46th. Wow. Yeah, tied with Bullet Bob Hayes, the former uh, Cowboy, and Wesley Walker, the former Jets.
0: One of the uh, players that
1: uh,
0: Willie Mays Hayes was named after.
1: <laughs> yeah. Bullet Bob, he runs, yeah, runs like, uh, hits like Mays, runs like Hayes. Yeah. <laughs> A former gold medal uh, sprinter turned Dallas Cowboys wide receiver. Probably before Tyree Kill was probably the most successful track star that became a wide out. Although there have been a lot of fast receivers, but not as successful as uh, Bob Hayes. Um, but if he, if he caught seven more touchdowns, he would have 14 touchdowns on the season and his it would shatter his previous career high, which is 11 touchdowns in a year. Wow.
0: Yeah. Well four in a single game certainly uh, is gonna push up your expectations for a season yes surely <laughs> not bad though seven touchdowns in in five games so you you don't expect him to continue at that pace for the remainder of the season
1: Well you could see him getting a touchdown just about every game like
0: because that would be that would put him at uh, twenty 23 for the
1: season, if he stayed on the same pace? Yeah, he'd have seven through five, 15 games, 21, and then 23 or 24. Right. Um, so he'd have like 16 more touchdowns. And that would put him into the 80, he'd be uh, 31st all-time. But I don't know if that's going to happen. That's, that's a, uh, yeah, yeah, a stretch. Coming and, and in, I think he could work his way into the top 20 for um, receiving touchdowns over the next couple of years. Uh, Mark Clayton, Irving Fryer, a couple others, Andre Risen um, have 84, and they're currently at 20. Hmm. Tony Gonzalez is at 111. Antonio Gates is at 116, which is the most for any tight end. Wow. So and Jerry we... Rice, of course, has 197 receiving percentage, which is the, the all-time record. Is that at risk? I don't, I don't think so. Yeah. <laughs> no. Given the fact that he's already 33 years old. Right. That's possible.
0: So Should we uh, recap
1: our? Uh, yeah, let's recap our horrible betting
0: disaster.
1: That <laughs> since, since we talked about the Chiefs, you had a bet in that game. I did.
0: I expected the Chiefs to cover the uh, seven point spread. Uh, they did not. Although I, I can claim that the uh, you know, the refs, fish,
1: uh, you know, made that made sure that couldn't happen anyway, right? Yeah, you can claim that. You could also, I guess, the last drive the Chiefs could have. Um, Scored a touchdown where they ended up punting and they could have gone up by eight, mm. and you know still, but yeah, they lost. At least they won the game. It, it, that would have that would have been the worst case scenario for us. Yeah, to be yeah. both as, were, a, as a collective zero and six, and we were both zero and three. Yeah, my yeah, uh, I think my day was even worse than yours. Uh, I got I was zero and three. Uh, one of my bets was I think that I was picking the. Uh, Carolina Panthers at plus six and a half against the 49ers. They got blown out and their coach got fired because of uh, that. And I thought maybe this would be a game that the Panthers would kind of rally behind, uh, you know, you know, Baker Mayfield, Matt Rule, and come at least come close to beating San Francisco, who's not very good on the road. But and Baker Mayfield ended up being injured, maybe out for a couple of weeks. Yeah, he's going to be out. Um, Darnold's not ready to come back, so I don't know who their quarterbacks And
0: and you got their coach fired. I mean, they got their coach fired, so that are was you, are you proud of yourself, Mike?
1: <laughs> yeah, I've been I bet on that team, so that was a pretty disastrous. Uh, that was a pretty disastrous result.
0: Matt, uh, Matt Rule's only in his third season as coach, second season as a coach,
1: he was in his third, I think. Uh, I think they
0: signed. They signed him to a long, like seven-year contract. right he was a
1: hot commodity coming out um, uh, from Baylor. He had been, you know, leading Baylor to a big turnaround after their, you know, you know, scandal, uh, scandal-ridden past. And he had led Temple to a ten-win season. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, they beat uh, Penn State, and you know, when he played for when Temple was um, there. So it was a I, he, I think he also had offers from like the Jets and and um, other teams. So he got a big contract, and he was fired just uh, five games into his third season. He was eleven and twenty-seven. Mm-hmm. Five and eleven the first year. Five and twelve last year. One and four so far this year. Never really had a quarterback that was very good.
0: No. Yeah. I don't, I, I mean, I don't, yeah, I don't really know what It seems like they're, they brought him into a rebuilding situation with a long term contract and now they're going to be re rebuilding. Yeah. I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't quite
1: understand the
0: where they method. are
1: as a franchise,
0: so let alone what they expected from him with what they
1: gave to him at the same time. Right. So, yeah. You know, Christian McCaffrey's been hurt most of the time. You know, they, they I think Cam Newton was. Sort of around
0: when they got, they, they kind of the brought game. him in to maybe save the franchise in some way. But he was yeah. like past when it, you know, past the what anybody expected from him. I think too for longevity after being injured. Um, yeah, it was
1: for several years. Not a very good situation he was thrust into, but I guess it wasn't getting any better. And the third year, so he's he's gone. Steve Wilkes is the interim coach, and he was the coach of the Arizona Cardinals for one year uh, when Matt Rosen was the starting quarterback. And then they decided to scrap that and get rid of and, and pick up uh, Cliff Kingsbury and Kyler Ty- Murray. And that hasn't gotten much better. But they, may be they showed like flashes
0: of being interesting. Flashes. They made the but...
1: playoffs. They've good early seasons, but there hasn't been success. Like
0: maybe. Yeah, not not a full season of success, at
1: least. And you could see maybe Kingsbury getting fired. Um, if if the Cardinals kind of fade this year.
0: So big those big twelve coaches may
1: mm-hmm. not have much much uh
0: much. Yeah, future. yeah the know? college the
1: college coaches coming to the NFL don't have as much success usually as NFL assistants do. You know, mm-hmm. even even Nick Saban... Yeah, you know, when he left LSU, didn't have a very successful career at Alabama. You know, so it's hard for it's sometimes hard to make the transition. You know, Urban Meyer, of course, last year. That seemed know, like that was going to be that was obviously a mess. Yeah, it's they, a different it's a different world where the, with professional athletes scandals. <laughs> a lot of the college football games are won just because the coach has recruited the better players, and you can't really do that. In the NFL, so right. It seems like they're different skill sets. Yeah. Yeah, I think the NFL is more of an X's and those game where, it's, where the teams are fairly evenly matched. Mm. Even the worst team isn't that much worse than the best team in reality. But, yeah, not in like college where you can, you know, Alabama can win games, you know, 60-3 to and stuff like that. And just because they have – they can just roll the people out. They don't even really have to, you know, run an offense. It's just they just have better uh, – you know, better quality players and mm-hmm. with the draft and things like that you can't it's hard you know there's a intention of you know evening out the talent among the among the league so it doesn't it doesn't take know. a
0: lot of convincing to get someone to go to a pro team if you have enough money at least in <laughs> <laughs>
1: for
0: a, you can actually you know, openly offer money because that is how the salaries work <laughs> in the NFL as opposed to how they would traditionally have been in college with Maybe, I don't know. Maybe recruiting is going to be a little different now in,
1: in college with um, NIL. Yeah. Yeah. That's already, seen, yeah. There's been some developments there. Some teams, teams seem like they're giving more NIL stuff than others. And yeah, I, that's that's interesting development, I think. Let, you want to move on to our second? Sure. But my second bet was almost as disastrous as my first one. And that was uh, I picked Detroit at plus three to go into New England and possibly knock off the Patriots. Detroit had been the highest scoring team in the league, averaging you know, 30-something points every game. They you know, hadn't been slowed down yet, but they were really slowed down in <laughs> New England, where they scored a grand total of zero points across four quarters. They were shut out by Bailey Zappi and the Patriots, we won twenty nine to nothing. So that was a thirty. I was off by thirty two points on that one. I think I was off almost thirty two points as well in the uh, in the. Uh, I was like twenty
0: two points. San Francisco, Carolina. Oh, but it was plus six and a half. Yeah, so 28, 28 and
1: a half I was off. So.
0: Well, I guess they only had to. It was twenty-two, so they only need to cover it. They were only off by 16
1: and a half. Oh, I guess so. That's right. That's right. So you're much guess, closer to the other. <laughs> I guess I was only. I guess I was only twenty-six off then. Uh, I did. I added I was only twenty-six off in New England. Correct. Those are yeah. plus three. because so them plus three. So they could have. The other way, yes, like, yeah, 26. twenty-six. And so the, the, the yeah, so that was almost as disastrous. No coaches have been fired, but not, uh, not that one anyway. Detroit's one and four now, the same record as Carolina. So maybe uh, their coaches on the hot seat as well. But yeah, that was
0: uh, a <laughs> quarterback did not get injured. Uh, nobody got, <laughs> nobody was dismissed, right, from Detroit.
1: Yeah. So I guess we, I guess, yeah, everybody made it out okay, which is saying something. But yeah, that was a, uh, so two, those first two games were, I picked um, uh, against the spread where, probably two of my worst games this season. and We might
0: have to, because our records are so bad, maybe we need to start uh, seeing how far off we were <laughs> as to be some kind of tiebreaker for how bad our, mm-hmm. our seasons have been with this so far.
1: What, what, what was your second?
0: Uh, my, my second pick was the uh, I took the over in the Philly-Arizona game which ended up not being high scoring at all. Uh, was a 20 to 17 final. Uh, so 12 points off of the uh, over this was your over under line.
1: 49. Yeah, that was a low scoring affair. Mm-hmm. Um, it
0: involved a yeah, missed, missed field goal <laughs> at the end by Arizona, which could have at least pushed it into overtime to try to bring it a little closer, anyway.
1: My um, former Chiefs kicker <laughs> or, or short lived for Chiefs kicker, you Matt Ann Dolan.
0: Amendola was um, had a, had a shot to get another NFL job, at all, let alone that fast—just two weeks after he was released from Kansas City.
1: Maybe, maybe the Cardinals had another six-man kicker derby, that Amendola also, shined <laughs> in. the Chiefs brought in Matthew Wright, who was not a part of that six-man derby, although you know he's kicked just as well, or slightly, or just. Maybe as well or as badly, I guess, as Amandola. He's, last, yes, uh, last uh, game he missed a field goal. He almost missed an extra point, but he didn't. But he really missed two field goals. They got they got that benefit of the defensive holding call. So,
0: so the one didn't count. But yeah, it, so I think you, he you saw him miss it, but it didn't go. Yeah. On,
1: it doesn't go in the record book as a missed field goal. So let's hope Harrison Butker is healthy for Buffalo because I think the Chiefs need all the points. So yeah, that was an under. Mm-hmm. I My third bet, I bet also an under. And that was 46, I believe, was the, was the total between the Saints and Seahawks in New Orleans. I felt like the Saints had a pretty good defense. I felt like Geno Smith would come crashing down to earth at some point. Currently... Uh, Gino is the leader in quarterback rating. He has a 113.2 rating, three, almost three points ahead of um, Patrick Mahomes, who's 110.5. So, according to quarterback rating, Gino Smith has been superior quarterback through five games than Patrick Patrick Best Mahomes,
0: quarterback in the NFL. Are you ready to give him that title? I am not. I I, I am not.
1: But Statistically, he
0: is the best quarterback in the NFL. Yeah. Right
1: now. In, yeah. In, in passer rating, uh, in BR rating.
0: Uh, do you, would you expect Gina Smith to uh, maintain that uh, at the end of the 2021, 2022 season?
1: Um, I, don't, I don't think he will. Uh, in QBR rating, Patrick Mahomes is also second. He's actually behind Tua, and he's tied with Josh Allen. Hmm. Although in raw total quarterback rating, which is not adjust for total where de- opponent defenses paced, Patrick Mahomes is number one. So, so that's what you go by, right? That's what I go by.
0: <laughs> <laughs> always, always gone by that. We've never considered any other statistical model for evaluating quarterbacks.
1: Yeah, whatever. Whatever puts Mahomes on top is what I got. But I picked so, an under. So, I picked uh, an, I picked an under in Minnesota, in uh in New Orleans, Seattle, New Orleans, under forty six. That was way over. I believe it was was a 39, 30, 39 to thirty two, yes. and so you my, by twenty five. I missed it by 25. So I missed each of the games by at least 25 or close. Or maybe
0: not. Well, the one, the, for the one is only six, 16 and a half, 16 and half. So at least 16 yeah. and a half.
1: Okay. Yeah. Yeah. The San Francisco game was, was my closest, but it got a coach it got a coach fired. True. And uh, <laughs> that's got to be worth at least a few points. And it was also what sticks in my craw is, of course, that one of my least favorite players in the league, not necessarily because I don't like him as a person, I don't, was because uh, but it's because he's paid so highly and he produces so rarely, and that is Taysom Hill, who is really a backup tight end right now on the uh, on the New Orleans roster. But he accounted for not one, not two, not three, but four touchdowns. One touchdown as a passer and three as a ball carrier.
0: How many uh, times was he even targeted in the game for reception?
1: Um, I'm looking that up right now. I, I do
0: know the answer, so you can. How many? How many is that? It was zero, zero targets.
1: <laughs> zero targets as a receiver. Correct. He had nine he, carries. He carried the ball nine times in, in, nine yeah. carries for 112 yards. No targets as a receiver. One for one in passing with 22 yards and a touchdown. So he, yeah, he was a sort of change of pace running back. Or wildcat quarterback in New Orleans' victory, and yeah, he he counted for you know, twenty four points by himself, probably you know, around twenty eight points with the extra points for his own team, and that that really made things difficult, and yeah, so I'm I'm. You know, probably Taysom Hill will not have another four touchdown day this season. He, he might score a total of four touchdowns the rest of the season. I could see it, I could see that happening or less. And so, or do you, or do you see Taysom Hill as, as, as breaking out and scoring multiple touchdowns every game from now on? Four
0: touchdowns every game, just despite you personally.
1: He, <laughs> who has more touchdowns the rest of the year? Uh, Travis Kelsey or Taysom Hill? Ooh. I
0: mean, receiving touchdowns, Kelsey for sure. Rushing touchdowns may also be Kelsey, actually, but <laughs> probably not. Uh, overall touchdowns, uh, including
1: passing know. touchdowns, i will say
0: passing any any um, any variety of touchdown. Yeah. Uh, ooh, could that could be pretty close. Um, I, I'll say Kelsey ends up with more, but uh, I think Taysom Hill may have a, he'll, he'll have a lot of opportunities to get touchdowns just because they use him in so. Many odd ways. Um, I'll I'll hope I'll stick and hope with uh,
1: with Kelsey though. How about what what do you think? Well, uh, since we made this, I have to. I have you. forced me to side with uh, Taysom Hill. (laughs) Perfect. That you uh, picked. Although, Uh, although it may be that I may be
0: actually more upset with Taysom Hill than than you too, because I lost my my last bet uh, last week with. Taysom Hill's final 60 yard touchdown run actually broke oh. the uh the uh, I had I had um uh, Seattle plus five and a half. And they had a one-point league win Tayson Hill 60 yard run to um, with, with the uh two point conversion also afterwards, um, you know, to to put uh, the Saints up by seven. So that uh you know, made it more difficult anyway.
1: Yeah, Taysom Hells our enemy, public enemy number one for Warner Power Hour, it seems like.
0: Did I was curious though too if um how the game ended if they if there was a chance for them to for uh Seahawks again. It does not look like they really had much of a chance. They went they went uh Nowhere. They went backwards on their final possession. And then New Orleans ran the last three minutes off the clock with a very slow drive.
1: Yes. So yeah. Yeah, that was after um, Rashad Penny uh, Mm. hurt. I think he's out for the year now. He's out for the year now. Yeah. So the Seahawks maybe aren't looking as good.
0: I guess their um
1: backup running back did really well after Peyton Yeah, came out. Kenneth Walker, he's he has a new draft pick this year, second round pick or third round pick, so they might be okay.
0: Yeah, so my my picks were closer to being successful, but still not none of them were successful. Uh MS yeah. over under by 12 points, the Chiefs by six were six from covering and uh new orleans or seattle was uh two points from covering yeah yours
1: were yours were yours were uh compared to mine relatively on the money and mine were just this was this was uh, by far my worst week we both finished oh and three our first offer after our as a, first as a group i have gone to own three once before. <laughs> but last week was things were looking up because we both went two and each went two and one we yeah. were starting to win our win our money back but now we are down in the hole further again i was only minus 200 going into this week now i'm minus 500 and dr Scaff, i believe is minus 700 he's four and 11 i'm five and ten that's correct against the spread so we need a couple, we need a few good weeks to dig ourselves out of these holes. Luckily there are many more weeks of the season. So that means we're gonna we're gonna claw back above five hundred and uh, into positive money. Is that right? it going take some time, but it uh, it's take at least a couple of weeks. it. <laughs> will we'll take reveal. me
0: it'll take me three weeks to get back to five hundred.
1: <laughs> you go three and now each week. Even even if I'm perfect. We'll reveal nice. our, our our perfect fix, per, our perfect picks in a few minutes. Uh, but first, we want to talk about the Royals and Major League Baseball.
0: Shortly after we wrapped our last week's episode, uh, the season ended. And very quickly after uh, the last game of the season, the Royals did fire Mike Matheny and pitching coach Cal Eldred possibly signaling a full house cleaning that we've talked about in in previous episodes uh yeah is is the full house cleaning on and do you now have hope for the royals with this with this uh sudden like uh, look towards
1: changing i i i have some hope for the royals i think this is going to be a a full house cleaning i i hope um they find a manager that both i think relates to the players and is savvy in the more I guess modern elements of, of the game mm-hmm. you know I I don't know if that means that they should get a, a man I, I think they should hire from outside the organization you know I don't know if somebody like Joe Madden uh, would be a good fit in Kansas City or not he's you know led several teams to playoffs you know he he didn't do so well with the Angels but I think that was a front office so there was a I, there was a mm-hmm. you know, front office kind of clash with him. Barely's
0: um, um has a book that's going to be coming out here shortly about that topic.
1: Yeah, I read a, I've read a couple of, of uh, excerpts from it where where the uh, he was upset that the um, front office would call him during the middle of the game and tell him which relievers to use and things like that, which he, which he thought violated some um, of the yeah. ancient rules of, of baseball and. But I, I think having some of that old school mentality is good, but I think you also want some of the new stuff. I don't, I don't know if you want to just go full, fully into um, stats. And it's like I think in some ways that makes the game less appealing to fans it, mm. uh, is partly what is, I think, slowed down games. It's led to the kind of home run or strikeout uh, situation and i miss you know games where you know teams would get hits and rallies and you know there'd be occasional beginnings but it wasn't i don't know i think the games have become more of a slog in, in the past several years you know actually i like i like those royals teams that were so good in 2014 2015 um because they were so fun to watch and they mm-hmm. didn't hit a ton of home runs but they hit, you know they they hit a, a variety of different ways and could steal bases and you had good, you know, good late inning pitching. And it was, I think a recipe like that could bring fans back. Mm -hmm.
0: And then the, you know, the shifts weren't as prevalent then as they are now and will no longer be after this season. Mm -hmm. So some of that, I mean, we should see more hits um, in the coming seasons uh, with that, with hopefully with that shift um, outlaw rule coming next year. Um, And that, I mean, that by itself could be helpful. But um, just, just um, using maybe any kind of analytics and bullpen usage has to be a help from where where we have been recently with, with Matheny as
1: manager. Yeah, or at least having established roles where people know where they are, I think is sometimes helpful. Some kind of hierarchy. Yeah, yeah where it seemed like Matheny was guessing every time and just kind of randomly picking up a reliever that didn't quite make sense. You know. Even
0: even if a player looked to be called on in a game saving situation in the ninth inning in a very close game, may have been called in in the fourth inning to get one out uh, for basically no reason. And so I, I don't understand how, yeah, just for player mentality, how they're supposed to um, know where they stand with the manager if they're willing to do, you know, that's kind of like varying um, so much on the leverage situations that uh, i don't know how anybody can know where they stand at all so it seems like it's it's like a total guessing game even within the team
1: yeah but yeah i think there's some there's something to be said there still are people that are playing uh the game so hopefully it doesn't go too far in just the um robotic kind of analytic world which i think doesn't it doesn't it, it it might produce some more victories but it doesn't I don't think produce interesting or entertaining baseball all the time and, you know, develop, you know, you want your players to develop into personalities and, you know, a lot of what I think drives the um, economy of baseball is not necessarily just wins and losses, but it's um, producing uh, players that are fun to watch. And that seem to be having fun playing and um, you know, it's, it's like with the with the with the chiefs you know patrick mahomes you know he statistically is maybe one of the best quarterbacks but he's also very you know he's got a fun personality and he does things that are different from what other people do and sometimes that's not quantified well by um statistical um, um algorithms and things like that so it's and you know so he you know whether he you know he's i don't think he's ever had the highest quarterback if he had one year he had the highest quarterback rating but usually he does not have the highest quarterback rating he's not does not have, you know complete the most passes um or percentage but he gets, and, and they they can produce big numbers I think the um you know the Royals when they were when they've been good they've not necessarily been the best team in baseball by all the offensive and defensive and the defensive when they were 2014-2015, they were, they were really good defensively, but it's I don't know, there's, there's a little bit of a Far from the best team, typically <laughs> yeah, yeah
0: Especially in like, in like home run totals, they've always been
1: not anywhere close to the league leaders No, partly that's because they play in, the, in Kaufman, which is a bigger stadium than most other teams have and
0: I think, but also they've been things very
1: terrible at developing power, hitters. yeah, yeah, Salvi uh, had 48 a couple of year you know years ago now. I yeah. I
0: still say they uh, did, actually did not develop Sal because he jumped from essentially single A to the major league. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, developed, he developed himself uh, in in at least some way.
1: Yeah, most most I guess they developed. Uh, he, he became a pretty good power hitter. But, yeah, they don't have um, partly I think yeah, what makes baseball unique is that the stadiums are all unique and I think that is part of the fun and being in you know historical connections and things like that. And I think that's something that needs to be, I think kept uh, by the new generation of of management. but I also need to be looking forward to so it's 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 I think, more was kind of look, more looking backward, um, but not necessarily sure. in all the good ways. But you mm. know, it was just, it was, yeah. I, I, you know, there's. I think, I think a new, I think a new approach is good, and it seems like Piccolo is doing that.
0: Maybe I mean the,
1: the main decisions
0: time. that have been made by him so far have been, um, you know, just fireman. we don't really know why everybody yeah to we work. don't know who's gonna hire
1: you have to hire somebody at, at some point right and yeah
0: and I thought like um yeah, I think I think uh, you know Joe, Joe Mann would be the outside sort of dream as to who the the Royals might hire for for any manager but uh, I don't know if that's realistic at the same time I don't I don't know that he wants to manage anymore he is um, 60
1: 68 years 68? old.
0: So that's, I mean, that is getting pretty old. The Royals team is relatively young. Um, you don't necessarily know that he's gonna relate that well to young guys, but, he, but he's won in, in um, the small market city before in Tampa. So that would be, you know, a nice, seemingly a nice fit there from the analytics side too. Um, the, the internal option, I think they, they will probably also consider though, I think, um, is uh, Vance Wilson, uh, who was the I believe double A coach, he had most of the players that have now come up to the majors and kind of went through his
1: mm-hmm. yeah, third base coach.
0: He's currently the third base coach, so he so he knows all the players really well. I don't know how, I mean, they were successful when he was a double A coach, they had a pretty good couple of seasons, I think, under his uh leadership. So they that may be a guy they they want to actually consider.
1: Yeah, I've also role. heard. I've also heard Pedro Grifol.
0: They talked a... about him. He was not a successful hitting coach for the Royals. Ended up moving over to the bench coach role. Mm. So he's sort of next in line, but that doesn't necessarily mean he's the best candidate though either. So I don't know. Yeah. If that's if they're seriously considering, they've talked about him having um, being had having been interviewed in other uh, managerial roles for other teams, I think too. So he may be somewhat of a hot commodity around baseball. I don't know. Hopefully, if I, I'm not sure that he is the right person, but maybe he is, maybe he isn't. Uh, but if somebody else is going to go after him, I hope they don't just try to pay him a lot to keep him. When he isn't necessarily
1: the best guy, <laughs> you know. yeah, I, I I think outside the organization is probably the best mm. way to go, just to get some fresh eyes. Although they did hire outside the organization with with Bethini, and he didn't turn out so well. But um, yeah, I I like Joe Madden, but I think that's yeah, like as you said, does he want to manage it anymore? Is he going to demand too much money? Is he going to go someplace else? You know, that's a
0: He's already won a World Series in the place that's the hardest to win a World Series, and, and for the Cubs. So yeah, that, uh I mean, I, I assumed he was going to have a better <laughs> record of the Angels, but it, yeah, it seems that more of that uh, may have had to do with the ownership and manage and upper management than than his job. Although he seemingly would have to win more games with the players. I think having the best player in baseball on your rosters. Seems like it should turn into wins, and it
1: maybe in made two of the um, best, play, you know, two of the best players, whether Tony and, and Mike Trout, yeah, possibly the two
0: best players, right?
1: Yeah, I guess you have know, Aaron Judge up there right now too, mm-hmm. at least in the American League. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, speaking of the best players, best teams in the league, do you have playoff predictions?
0: I think so. I don't know if they're going to be very good, but uh, (laughs) the uh, division round games have started. The wild card round is complete. Mm -hmm. We have uh, four teams left in each league. Seattle's playing Houston. Cleveland's playing the Yankees in the American League. Who do you you expect to be the World Series uh, representative of the American League?
1: Really, I'm rooting for anybody but the Astros. I'm still... Angry about the Astros and they're cheating uh, from a few years a few years back. Fair. So um, the Yankees are up one nothing over the Guardians. Houston is up one nothing over the Mariners in the series. There's only best of five, so that first game oftentimes is very important since mm-hmm. there's less time to come back. The the team that's down one has to win three out of four games uh, to take it. So the first game is often very important. And I like the Yankees and the Astros were the top two seeds. Mm-hmm. So I, I I assume I'm I'm gonna guess it's those two teams in the um uh in the in the in the American League uh, championship series. And I don't want Houston, so I'm not a huge Yankees fan, but I think I, I the, it's been a little while from for New York uh, being the World Series, so I think I think it's going to be the Yankees this year. I don't. I, I think Cleveland's a little too young. I think mm-hmm. the Mariners might be a bit of a surprise, uh, but I think,
0: we, I think they finally broke their drought. We had the they had the longest playoff drought, I think, in the league.
1: Yeah, that was since their record winning 116 games, and they got be, knocked out of the playoffs by the Yankees. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think I think it's
0: yeah. I, I, maybe we should say who we expect to win, but who we would want to see win. Maybe that's it. That's
1: okay, I I don't know if I expect you. I think I I well, I'll say Yankees expect and want. I, I I I think they're the best team that's not Houston. That's for sure. And I really don't want Houston. So. Um I I I'm gonna I'm gonna say Yankees for both. How about you? Uh
0: I expect the Yankees to win. Um I think they're they're well suited for playing in their own park and being the the highest seed in the in in the American league, they have the best chance of, of winning because they have more home games than anybody, at least they, they should anyway. Um so uh i
1: i fully are, they, are the aren't the astros the number one seat Were the astros the one overall one i think so yeah Oh, maybe they were i yep. still expect the yankees to win okay
0: <laughs> anyway uh but I, I would i would hope the that seattle would would make it that'd be my
1: yeah houston won 106 games this year
0: oh wow yeah the I mean, yankees, yankees didn't make it to 100 today
1: maybe 199 so yeah look oh,
0: so houston is the one see okay Wow, shows you how much I've been paying attention, right? <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah, but no, I, I, I would, I still, ho- I would hope that um, Seattle would make their make an appearance because I, they have, I don't believe they've been to a World Series, have they?
1: No, I don't think so.
0: So my, my 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 hope would be that they would, you know, be able to break that That's true. Okay. Um, okay. but I
1: expect the Yankees to to make it. And uh, how about the how about the national league we have little oh, uh, yeah. surprise with the four teams that are left. The mm-hmm. Mets were knocked out
0: after having a what ten and a half game lead in the division,
1: yeah, and they, they ended they got up a, down
0: to the wild card series and then lost,
1: yeah, and the they ended, ended up winning a, to the Padres. they ended up winning hundred and one games as well so that mm. was tough for the Mets. Yeah. I thought it might be a Mets Yankees subway series, but um.
0: And then Atlanta managed to come
1: back and win the division. Yeah, they didn't have a 163rd game this year. They had tiebreaker procedures, which I don't like as much. I like the 163rd uh, game.
0: Then, you know, uh, so Philly did win game one at Atlanta um, earlier today. And the Dodgers have a 3-0 lead over Padres, as we speak, in third inning. Um, yeah, I think. I think the, uh, the teams that I uh, expect and probably hope would win uh, are on the same side of the bracket on this one. I do expect the Dodgers to win, essentially a juggernaut, but I really dislike how they have built their team <laughs> through excessive, excessive, excessive spending. Yeah. And I think questionable player development in – numbers from the statistics I've seen from their players are don't fit with what kind of players they've been in the minor league system. Uh, questionable at best, I think. Uh, um, but I would like to see the Padres win. That, that would be the team that I would want to see win.
1: you have some former Royals on the Padres? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, a few, right? Yeah, Hosmer most notably. Uh, he's um he ended up uh,
0: being created to Boston. Oh yeah, he got traded the Boston at the, uh, at the deadline with the. Uh, uh, oh yeah, he, that's right. Yeah. So he so he actually isn't there now, but uh, Will Myers is still there. Will Myers
1: is still. Hey, I don't really like Will Myers. He wasn't really a part he, of the
0: Royals. He he actually never appeared for the Royals.
1: Yeah, in a
0: game. Um, some some former sort of Royals uh, rivals in some way, uh, like uh, Manny Machado.
1: Yeah, I don't. The Orioles that 2014, yeah, I'm, yeah, I'm a. I I know, yeah.
0: a today is it was Mike Clevenger was uh, with the, with the um, Cleveland Cleveland
1: Indians, yeah,
0: I been Indians now, yeah,
1: yeah. Guardians now, um, yeah.
0: So I yeah I don't know that yeah the former Royals that were there I think are aren't there anymore really. So, um, I I still, um, I like that the Padres are really trying, seemingly to 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 win. A lot because they're they're spending a fortune, <laughs> but I think that was such a, a big uh, hill to climb with, with the Dodgers as their opponent in the division, and then having to face them in this round too. Yeah,
1: kind of task. So who do you th- who do you expect? Fully expect the Dodgers to win. I don't know that anybody can be in This and, and you want spend on their and roster, you, and you would like the Padres. That's correct. I expect the Dodgers. I kind of like the Phillies to take it. I'm not a. I am not I do not since I think they are the biggest underdog. um, Do you like the
0: um, the storyline of the um, uh, Bryce Harper trying to overcome to win a championship? Then after uh, because
1: because they never got traded away from the Nationals. They won.
0: As soon, yeah. As
1: soon as he left, they they managed to win. Yeah, yeah I like I like and I yeah I think Bryce Harper's sort of a jerk, but I, I kind of I kind of like him, and he's yeah I I so yeah I I think I like the Phillies. I'm not a Braves. I don't like the Braves won last year, and get something new. But I I also would kind of like to see a Yankees Dodgers World Series because those those teams have so much history. Yeah. yeah. And. They were also, they've also met in the World Series, at least in recent year, somewhat recent years, um, in 1977, 1978, 1981, and so it's been more than 40 years since the Yankees and Dodgers have met in the World Series, two of the probably, t- maybe the two most famous teams in baseball.
0: I assume they're the two teams that have faced each other the most, too, I would guess.
1: Maybe we can check yeah, out when the yeah that. when the when the Dodgers were in Brooklyn, especially, I
0: think mm-hmm. 50s and 60s they played somewhat regularly against each
1: other. Yeah, in 1956 and 55, they were in the World Series against each other. Uh, 53, 52, against each other. 49, uh, 47. Yeah, and the Yankees won most of those. Uh, Dodgers won in 55 uh against the Yankees, but it was usually the the Yankees and the Brooklyn Dodgers. I think 41. it is um they
0: have they have uh, played each other the most the eleven times Yankees have won eight of those
1: eleven. Mm-hmm. Times. Yeah. And the Giants or the other team I think that's played the Yankees the most in the World Series. They had several Subway series as well when they were back in New York. I don't think the Giants have played the Yankees well, 1962, they did in the uh, same when they since they moved to San Francisco, but they did one one year. Mm-hmm. So, do you want to uh, and so we think, um, and I so I, I I guess I would hope for a Yankees victory over the Dodgers, uh, but if that came to pass, mm-hmm. is that what you expect? Is that what you expect to happen, then, or is that that's what you you want? I would, I. The, I like the. I usually root for the American League team, so mm-hmm. just to make. I don't know if it makes the Royals look a little better if they don't make it, but unless it's unless it's the Astros, I will root for the American League team. Okay, and the Astros really are a National League team in general. They were they just moved a few years ago. It seems like so. Right. Um. I. I yeah. I I think the the Dodgers sometimes shrink in the World Series. They, they've lo- they've lost they've lost. They've gone to the Series recently three times, they've only won one, so maybe they'll um lose again. So yeah, maybe the Yankees. I'll, I'll pick as expect and hope. My I think my
0: yeah, my my hope series would probably be the uh the the MLB's least favorite matchup of the uh Mariners, Padres <laughs> two West Coast teams. But uh and a small, like smaller Dodgers. market, anyway. Because the, yeah. I mean, the obvious one that the league is going to really hope for is the New York Los Angeles series, mm-hmm. which is what I actually expect to happen. But um, I expect the Dodgers to win. It's my
1: yeah. All right. You want to move on to our to this week in NFL football and, and, our, and talk about our new bets. This has been a tough season to say the least so far for us. But maybe this week's the week. We'll turn around. And I'm going to do something different for my first bet that I haven't done yet this season, and that is bet on the Chiefs game. Ooh! And the Chiefs are currently three-point underdogs. See, the Buffalo Bills at home uh, for Sunday afternoon's game. And so I'm going to bet on Chiefs plus three. Uh, Patrick Mahomes I was researching is... When the Chiefs are underdogs, they've only been underdogs eight times in the regular season under Mahomes. Maybe eight times total, including the playoffs under Mahomes. Wow. And when they have been an underdog, he is 7-0-1 against – he has never lost. One uh, push. Uh, he had one push. I was against the Rams, and he was the, the Chiefs were favored – or the Chiefs were um, – the Rams were favored by three over the Chiefs. That 54 to 51, oh, yeah, uh, Monday night showdown a few years ago. Um, and that was his one push, and all the other ones, most recently, the Tampa Bay uh Buccaneers, when they're favorite, they were favored by two and a half, I think, in the last line, the Chiefs at Buccaneers, and they ended up covering winning by 10. So, I'm hopeful that history repeats itself and the Chiefs can use their. Close win over the Raiders to uh, to inspire them to to beat the Bills, not just cover but beat the Bills outright.
0: I, I I'm gonna I'm gonna also go with the uh in that Chiefs game, uh I'm I'm gonna look at the over underline of 54, just is pretty high. The Chiefs aren't necessarily scoring at as good of a clip as they have been against teams with decent defenses, uh. These Buffalo KC games have been extremely high scoring in the past. 42,
1: 36 in the playoff game.
0: Hmm. And a lot, but a lot of scoring very late too. Yeah. So I think I think that some of that trend. I don't think they can keep up scoring in those those kinds of numbers. Both these teams against each other. I'm I'm gonna actually take the under in this game. Ooh. Fifty-four. Under fifty-four. We'll go the under. This is uh, trying to bet against what I would always do. <laughs> what I, the bet I want to take is the over, but I'm going to take the under.
1: Taking the, we're doing the Costanza. Yes, betting. So we both have money on proverbial money on Chiefs game. B yes. Chiefs plus three. You under fifty four. Um, my second game. I will head back to. The home stadium of my old of my old nemesis, Taysom Hill, mm. and they are playing the Bengals. The Bengals are currently favored by one and a half at the Saints. Both teams are two and three. I think the Bengals are a better team. I think they will win. So I will pick the Bengals. My one and a half isn't much to bet.
0: Well, they're not just going to win, but they're going to win by more than one. More than one and a half. Wow. I
1: think I think at least two. They're going to win by. Wow. And a safety, a safety, maybe a late safety would uh, cover the spread. That'd be awesome. I'm always rooting for that. So I think the Bengals minus one and a half over the Saints.
0: That's also a rare bet for you. You don't, you don't tend to go with favorites though either, do you?
1: I don't. Yeah. I don't tend to go with favorites on, on the road. Usually, especially I mm-hmm. tend to, I, I tend to like uh, home underdogs. That's why I'm going with the chiefs, but um, I went with Carolina last week. I, you know, I, I, I don't know. I, t- I tend to favor the home team. Um, yeah, so I don't know if that's gonna work either way. You know, the for the uh for the Chiefs, you know, they're the home underdog, but the Bills have been winning handily the last couple of weeks after the you know after the loss with the butt uh punt game and to his first injury. So they've been playing well the last couple of weeks. Mm-hmm. Um yeah, they had two fairly easy games. And I'm yeah, and the Bengals, I think they lost the Ravens last week. I think they're going to turn it around um, against the NFC opponent. That doesn't really have a strong starting quarterback, so whether it's Andy Dalton or Taysom Hill, I don't think Taysom Hill will repeat his four touchdown performance. So I like the I like the Bengals my spot. All right. See
0: so my second pick. Uh, I'm going to go to the Arizona Seattle game. Also, is a relatively high over/under on uh, line for that one at fifty-one points, and I think I'm going to take the under on that one. Uh, also, uh, again, going against what I would typically like to bet, uh, in the hopes that uh, I can turn this around. Yes.
1: Yeah. Well, Geno Smith has been covering a lot of spreads and overs and getting overs lately. I think. Yeah, I think I, I think that's a decent bet. I know the Cardinals haven't had a really high-powered scoring attack this season. Mm. They've had a pretty good defense in the last couple of weeks.
0: The defense has, has seemed to come along. And, the, you know, the game last week was against the the Eagles uh, and who had a the highest scoring offense in the league at that point, right? And uh, –
1: they had a pretty high scoring offense it was the the I think they were after the Lions maybe the second oh, the, in oh, the the Lions, right. Yeah, That's right yeah the, so. chiefs, the chiefs were higher scoring and uh maybe the bills as well but yeah, the, yeah.
0: yeah. one yeah player. one of the top top teams in scoring and, and you know only only they only managed 20 points against them last week so uh I think that maybe this is due for a lower scoring game <laughs> well they relatively high over under number two so. yeah do you have
1: the divisional rivalry maybe it's going to be a Hard-fought game in the trenches.
0: Maybe some turnovers or anything anything to limit offenses just a bit at least. Anyway, how
1: about your third yeah. pick? Speaking of limited offenses, I am going uh, to bet on the Tampa Bay Pittsburgh mm. game. Uh, that has a fairly low over under of forty three and a half, but it's not as low as some of the other games on this on the slate. Um, I believe there's a thirty eight uh, is Over is the over/under on the Commanders Bears on Thursday? There's a 42 and a half Patriots Browns 42 Jaguars Colts, so it's a little bit higher. Uh, And Tampa's had kind of struggles on offense in some Mm -hmm. of the, uh, some a lot of their games. Uh, Really, it was only against the Chiefs that they really scored a lot of points. Mm -hmm. That was because they were just throwing the ball every down. Yeah, they only had six rushing attempts in that entire game. (laughs) Yeah, so I and Pittsburgh, you know, rookie quarterback. um, It doesn't really matter who the quarterback is. Pittsburgh's have having trouble scoring, mm-hmm. and I think it's this game could be something like twenty to ten, you know, something like that. Twenty four to even twenty four to fourteen or something like that would would be and would be under for under for that. So I think I think this will be an under, or it could be a blowout and Pittsburgh could you know could be like the game Pittsburgh played against the Bills 38 to 3 and that would still be under so i i don't think i don't think Tampa is going to score 38 in Pittsburgh but i don't see Pittsburgh scoring that much either so i like the under 43 and a half there okay i know you had your eye on that bet as well i did
0: but i think for my last pick just to make sure we don't have the same one uh, I'll, i'm going to go to the sunday night game of Dallas at Philadelphia, and uh, Philly's favored by five in that one, but I think that uh, the Cowboys, no matter which quarterback is going to start this weekend, which we don't know for sure right now, Cooper rusher or, or Dak Prescott may be back, uh, I think they I think they can cover that five-point spread, so I'm going to take the Dallas plus five at Philly.
1: Yeah, I can see that. Maybe Philadelphia has been five-and-oh, but I don't know if they're really yeah, the only, the only undefeated team left. I don't know if they're really as good as that. Um, I think they played pretty well. I don't. I think Dallas's defense is very strong, and I think Philadelphia has has proven it doesn't score a whole lot of points against pretty tough defenses. So, mm-hmm. um, I could I could see I could see the, the Cowboys at least keeping it close. Maybe maybe the Eagles win by a field goal or something. So I I could see that as well. I could also see a yeah. You know, Touchdown victory, so it's one of those. That's why they have the line in right there because you can go either way, right? Um, So, um,
0: I I mean, I I could see Dallas winning the game, not just covering, but actually winning. But I can see that too. um, I think. uh, I I mean, all these games can go basically any direction. So,
1: do you have a do Do you think they'll be better off if Cooper Rush plays than Prescott?
0: No, not necessarily.
1: I think I think I think they're in
0: a they're in a good position right now. Or or I don't think it really matters which players there. I think they're they they should be okay. Um, I mean Dak Prescott has to be a better quarterback, but maybe Cooper Rush has been doing well enough at least to like get him to win games. He's not been lighting it up as a quarterback, but but they've won all the games he started.
1: So yeah, it's been Michael Parsons in the defense that's been the real. Mm-hmm. Uh, the real force behind the Cowboys four and one start, I think, mm-hmm. one of three teams from the NFC e, NFC East with four with a four one record that includes the New York Giants. Would you have uh, yet to bet on your Giants? Or I decided yeah. not not to put any money on that one. Yeah. Um, any are there any other games this week that you didn't bet on that look interesting to you? Um,
0: well, one that I think you know could be relatively low scoring game. I think it's the Monday night game. Broncos chargers, but I I don't want to watch it and I don't want to, I don't want to bet on it either.
1: (laughs) (laughs) I think it's going to be a low score. It could be a very ugly game. I could see it also as a chargers blowout. Um, I think the Broncos have been really bad and the chargers. I think are a good team, but they've they're over 500 right now, but they're, Mm. um, Necessarily played very well, they're banged up. Yeah, I think they played their best game actually against the Chiefs, Mm. they lost that game. And so Herbert does have that rib injury, yeah,
0: still doing apparently is improving. Um, because he was pretty terrible that game after, yeah, appearance.
1: Um, yeah, Eckler had a huge game last week. mm -hmm. Uh, he'd been relatively quiet so far this season, so maybe he's gonna break things. Open, but,
0: any, yeah, any other games that you were looking at then for uh of interest in this one, or is this is this a week to just skip because uh, the matchups are not very good
1: outside of the um, Bills Chiefs game? I think the Jets Packers game might be interesting to see how bad Green Bay is and how or how good or how good um Jets might be. Green Bay's favorite by seven, which is a lot. Um, I think the Vikings Dolphins game would be more interesting if the Dol- if we knew who the Dolphins quarterback mm-hmm. was going to be. Um, other than than that, there aren't a ton of other than the ones we've mentioned, I don't think there are a ton of appealing matchups. There's some um I think the Patriots Browns might be ugly. 49ers Falcons similar, Jaguars Colts, especially <laughs> ugly. Yeah. Um are you interested to see what
0: interesting see what the uh, Panthers deal the, with their interim coach and w- who knows who's going to be their quarterback right now against the Rams?
1: Yeah, the Rams are favored by ten and a half. The Rams need desperately to get this win and to kind of keep pace in the West. Mm-hmm. It's yeah, they haven't they've, they've struggled this year, so it's I I yeah I. It's hard to say. They've been a they, the team hasn't been very good. The defense for the Panthers has still played has played pretty well, and if you pressure Matthew Stafford, I think um, he doesn't perform nearly as well as if he uh, is not being pressured. So, and they only have really one receiver, Cooper Cup, right now, who's, who's playing at a high level. So, it's yeah. I don't. I don't. That could be that could be an interesting game. Sometimes that interim coach game, uh, the team really is is fired up. That's what happened with uh, several years ago when the when the Chiefs fired to Todd Haley, they uh, brought in Romeo Cornell and the uh, big right. bad uh, Packers at the time came into town and the Chiefs ended up upsetting the Packers. I think they finished like three and thirteen that year or something like that. Mm. One of those games wins was against the Packers, so yeah, um, you never know.
0: And the, the two Super Bowl teams from this season or from from the most recent season, uh, both two and three.
1: Yeah, both two and three. Which which team do you think has the better shot at making the playoffs, the Rams or the Bengals? I think uh, traditionally the uh,
0: team that wins the Super Bowl tends to go back to the playoffs. The team that loses the Super Bowl teams to, tends to frequently have more, um, you know, disastrous mm-hmm. next seasons. But the Bengals seem like they're a better team right now. I still I still expect the Rams to have a better path to the playoffs from
1: being in the NFC uh, especially right yeah, I think the you, Bengals that if way they, right? I think if the Bengals lose to New Orleans that is a real shot at their playoff hopes mm-hmm. down 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 to two and four. and I think if you know I, I think the Rams probably will win against the Panthers so they'd be three in, and three and as I said the, the, the NFC is not as strong mm-hmm. as the AFC. Yeah. of the, except the NFC East, yes. Yeah, the NFC East is supposedly by, by record, at least. Yeah, is is tearing it up. So maybe there aren't as many playoff spots up for grabs. Maybe it'll be three from the NFC East. That leaves only one wild card to the rest of the mm-hmm. um, uh, conference, and that means maybe the Rams would have to win the division. They've already lost once to San Francisco. They'd have to, you know, they have a they're losing the tiebreaker right now. Besides also being a game behind in the standings, so. Mm-hmm. It'd be interesting. Who else did the Rams drop games to? Do you remember offhand? They lost to Buffalo. Mm-hmm. Uh, opening week. Oh, in Dallas. And most recently, Dallas, yeah.
0: They did beat Arizona, so they do have one division win already. But yeah.
1: It'd be an interesting week, regardless. Hopefully, our picks do better. Uh, should should we wrap things up for this week? I think so. All right, that's been another exciting week of the Warning Trek Power Hour. Hopefully we'll be less dismal we will be less dismal about our uh, our picks will be less dismal next week. We'll find out, however. And until then, stay tuned and enjoy this weekend's uh, football games and also the, the Major League Baseball playoffs and the and for most teams the the Major League Baseball offseason. At any rate, I am Dr. Mike Wehrman. He is Dr. Andrew Scaff. We are the Morning Track Power Hour. Please like and subscribe. We are many uh, deliverance uh, vehicles of our podcast uh, or YouTube channel. And uh, until then, until next week, we will bid you a good day. Good day.